Welcome to my podcast, The Cross in the Desert, speaking hope and freedom to Iran. I'm your host, Randy L. Noble, and I want to say thank you once again for taking time out of your busy life to join me on The Cross in the Desert. For those of you who regularly listen to this podcast, you know I am a voice for human rights in Iran. I've done several podcasts about women's rights, about the situation for political prisoners, about the future of Iran, about President Trump in Iran. So my focus is on the aspect of human rights and politics and the Bible and the Iranian situation. Today on The Cross in the Desert, I want to focus in on a subject that you may not hear a whole lot about, but nonetheless, it is important. In fact, very important. I want to talk about the street kids of Iran, Iran's forgotten children. I'm going to be quoting from a very excellent article written by Struan Stevenson. He is the coordinator for the Campaign for, Ch- for Iran Change. He is also an international lecturer on the Middle East and president of the European Iraqi Freedom Association. I think his article is spot on for what's going on in Iran right now. You know the situation with the Iranian government, the dictatorship, the oppression of what people are enduring. But maybe you don't know about the poverty on the streets and the story of these innocent street children. So I want to bring us right to the streets of Iran, and I want you to hear their stories. Nelson Mandela once said, quote, The true character of a society is revealed on how it treats its children. The true character of the fascist dictatorship that rules Iran has certainly been revealed during the recent coronavirus pandemic. While scientists across the world have agreed that children appear to be less vulnerable to COVID-19 rather than adults, in Iran, the regime has shamefully blamed street children for spreading the disease. There is an estimated 33,000 destitute street children sleeping in cardboard boxes, some in graves and cemeteries all over the cities of Iran. They range in the age from 5 to 18. These street children are starved, abused, and forced to sleep on the same streets where they try to eke out a paltry living, selling flowers, gum, washing windows, and grabbing any chance of menial labor to survive. But now, one of the members of the theocratic regime's parliamentary commission on health has called these child laborers, quote, the most important source of transmission of the coronavirus, end quote. This completely unsubstantiated accusation has exposed these vulnerable children to further hatred and abuse. It was the Islamic Republic of Iran back in 1991 that signed the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child. It was ratified in 1994. Typically, upon ratification, the clerical regime made the following reservation. Here's what they said. If the text of the convention is or becomes incompatible with the domestic laws and Islamic standards at any time or in any case, the government of the Islamic Republic shall not abide by it. Well, with this religious loophole as a blatant get-out clause, 
Iran has repeatedly violated its obligations under this treaty and has been routinely criticized by many foreign governments and international human rights organizations. Now, with the Iranian economy collapsing and the country faced with thousands, if not millions, of hungry children, the mullahs have chosen to blame Iran's street kids for spreading the virus to deflect attention from their own rank incompetence and venal corruption. You know what's going on around the thousands of people that have died. The government covered up the actual disease in order to have elections, in order to have celebrations of the anniversary of the Islamic Revolution. They did this knowingly that there was a virus out there, but they don't care. Those events are more important. They have failed to, pr- to produce and, and to give supplies to doctors and nurses, adequate supplies, masks and gowns. And so they are incompetent and they're responsible for so much of the death. But again, in order to deflect attention from that, from their own rank incompetence, they're now blaming the spread of the disease, not on their incompetence, but on the children of Iran. President Hassan Rouhani has insisted that his government has overcome the disease. He's ordering people back to work, spreading the contagion. Again, who's responsible? Children? No. In this latest phase of blaming the virus on vulnerable children really shows the depths of the mullah's depravity to do such a thing. There is a recent video that was recorded in the city of Tehran by a member of the Brutal Besiege, an internal security force. It shows two terrified children, no more than six or seven years old, being forced to eat the flowers they were trying to sell on the streets, including, by the way, the plastic covering for the flowers. The besieged thug apprehended the kids for so-called illegal street trading and proudly recorded the video. He posted it on social media media to warn other children against breaking the law. In this deeply disturbing film, the besiegy thug can be heard shouting threateningly, eat it, eat it, at the petrified children as they struggled to chew and swallow the plastic wrapped flowers they're choking they're gagging in distress but yet this is how the iranian regime treats its depraved kids exactly the governments of most civilized nations would deem feeding any starving children as their priority let's feed the poor people of our society but in iran the repressive regime regards them with derision there's some sort of contaminant that needs to be cleansed from the streets. Some brave human rights activists estimate that there are now millions of child laborers in the country, just millions. They're deprived of their basic welfare. They are forced to work uh, to avoid death from starvation. Many of these children are sold into human trafficking, and they can be seen rummaging through garbage bins, landfill dumps, looking for items to eat or sell. Iran, despite its rich, civilized and open culture has become an international pariah. Its religious fascist regime condemned for human rights abuse and the export of terror while its 80 million beleaguered citizens, half of them 
under the age of 30, they struggle every day to feed their families. 70% of Iranians live below the international poverty line. For a country that boasts the world's second largest reserve of national gas and fourth largest reserve of oil, Iran's descent into economic chaos can be traced directly to its supreme leader, Ayatollah al-Khamani and Rouhani, its president. Their policy of aggressive military expansionism across the Middle East has seen them squandering billions on the export of terror and on proxy wars in Syria, Yemen, Lebanon, Gaza, and Iraq. At home, the Ayatollahs spend billions on their top-secret nuclear weapons program while stuffing bags of cash into their own private bank accounts. They now face the perfect storm of an economy in freefall due to their brazen corruption and mismanagement and, of course, U.S. President Donald Trump's maximum pressure sanctions policy combined with the mushrooming impact of this now deadly coronavirus pandemic. Well, the sad state of affairs is Iran's children are the unwitting victims of this chaos. They are forced to take to the streets in search of money for a day's meager meal. They are routinely exploited by child traffickers, as I've said. Many are forced into drug use and more are sexually abused and raped, subsequently falling into a lifelong drug addiction. Any country's future relies on its children. And the mullahs, well, they're destroying that future. There is no fear that any of Nelson Mandela's wisdom and vision will ever have penetrated the medieval minds of the mullahs. The only hope for the future of Iran's children is the removal of this disgusting, disgusting regime. I now want to take us into an article that I wrote about five years ago when the nuclear deal was created by the Obama administration. And it's called The Diary of an Iranian Street Child. In this article, I'm going to take you, the listener, into a daily daily routine of the Iranian street child it's in their own words every person in the world has their own story to tell my story is the story of poverty most children in Iran are very poor so poor that we have to abandon going to school and instead work in the streets in both rainy and cold weather wandering among cars selling flowers and snacks sir Would you like to buy these flowers? Do you need some chewing gum? These Quran verses will solve the problems of your life. From morning until evening, exhausted and hungry, we plead with people to buy our flowers or gum. Unlike others, we love the traffic lights. We have to jump in front of people's cars and and quickly clean off their windshields. Some people ignore us. Some treat us like animals. And fortunately, a few give us some money. We are also known as rented kids who are dropped off in the morning by a minibus at specific locations to work the streets and sell our merchandise. At the end of the day, our employer collects our earnings and maybe if we're lucky, he will reward us with a few tomans. Whose fault is it if our parents cannot make money because they're in prison or they're addicted to drugs, or they're disabled. Most of our mothers, if they cannot earn money, 
will sell their kidneys in order to survive for another month. Most of us cannot go to school. We are bullied, offended, abused, raped, or used by our employers to carry drugs. Because of that, well, most of us end up becoming addicts. We are suffering, dying, and crying out in desperation while billions of dollars, which should be ours, instead, it's being transferred into foreign bank accounts by the mullahs and the government officials. The terrorists in Syria and Lebanon receive their illegal portion of the money to buy weapons while we are starving and we're dying in the streets. Millions of dollars are used to decorate the mausoleum of Khomeini and enhance the gold dome and the carpets inside. The Shia imams' tombs are beautiful, bright and polished, and we have to pay for them with our lives in darkness and despair. We are living in hell while the mullahs are living the lifestyles of kings and emperors. I have a question for the supreme leader. Mr. Khamenei, what will you do with the money you received from the nuclear deal? Will you help us so that we don't have to wander the streets day and night and sell our bodies and souls to stay alive? I feel like I don't have any hope. I don't have a future. I feel like I will never see anything different than stoplights, trash dumpsters, and cardboard boxes to sleep on for the rest of my life. I was born in the streets, and I will die in the streets. Ruzkosh, have a nice day. Those are the words of the street kids of Iran. Do you hear their cries for help? Do you hear their soul's anguish of sleeping on cardboard boxes, selling their bodies, their souls, their merchandise? If you hear their voice, then do this. Share my podcast on your social media page. Share it with people that need to hear about this kind of suffering. There are many credible human rights organizations you can share this with. But do your best if you hear their voice, to reach out with compassion and love them, and most importantly, pray for them. God is a God of justice. He hears the cries of the oppressed. I know this. Be a voice for the Iranian street kids. Thank you so much for listening to The Cross in the Desert. Have yourself a great week, and God bless you.